Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, I'm Susan Kennard, and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener podcast. This is a podcast where I get to interview really fun, cool people with amazing stories. And this person I've got today, I'm sure you're going to absolutely love. Knowing that I'm a scientist is my background, but I also am a channel for source. This man really took my eye. And so when I received the email, I went straight to research him and you are definitely not going to be disappointed. I'm not going to tell any more about his story because I want him to do it authentically from his heart. So I'd like to introduce you to my next guest today on the Spiritual Awakener podcast, who is Dr. Robert Cyprian. Dr. Robert Cyprian, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Susan. It's an honor to be here with you. Yeah, great. And ditto. You know, it's great to meet you. It's great to, you know, have conversations with people like you, because I know that, you know, and you're going to tell a story, which I can't wait for my listeners to hear. But sometimes we have these adversities in life, don't we? And when we have adversities, we sometimes think of them as a really difficult, bad thing. Whereas I would rather look at them as spiritual awakening. So what was your significant, I know we have many, but what would you say was your significant spiritual awakening that led you to be who you are today? Uh, So growing up as a child, I've always been very intuitive. Very young, I've had out-of-body experiences. I just thought these things were normal. I've had experiences in other worlds when I was very young. And when I started getting to about the age of like junior high school, like around 12, 13 years old, the, the network of children that I was hanging out with kind of um, our little suburbia in, in Queens, New York, started getting a little more infiltrated with like gangs and drugs and things like that. Right. So, of course, we got into that. And yeah. Before I knew it, I was part of a gang of like drug dealers and gang fights. And uh, I actually became an internationally known graffiti artist, too, because back then in New York in the 80s and 90s, just every kid did graffiti a little bit. And I yeah. really got into that myself with that. So I was involved. The skill, in- right? Yeah. A brilliant, a creative flow of the skill coming through you, but perhaps yeah. in a way that was a bit rebellious, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, now that I look back at it, when I'm doing the graffiti art, I realized I was channeling like these yeah. colors and shapes and everything. So it was really an amazing thing. But um, the spirit caught back up to me after a while and in more profound ways than I ever did when I was younger, I literally have beings appear to me in front of other people and messages and i really got driven out of this place to yeah. move to um i was in new york city to move to california to become a doctor and i thought all right i'm gonna get out of here i grew up lower middle class i didn't want that anymore i'm gonna become a sports doctor and i'm gonna work on football players so mm-hmm. i moved to school in los angeles to do that and as soon as i got to school in los angeles I started getting very, very ill, and uh, I started seeking out different types of doctors that were doing more energetic and holistic work and stuff like that, because nothing was working for me. And oh, So that's a really good point, actually. I'm sorry to stop you, but oh, if yeah. you're listening to this and, you know, we perhaps have tried lots and lots of things and, you know, we're, we're not negating the medical model at all because it's really helpful, but it is also really important to look outside of the box as well so yeah carry on yeah 
And now to me, I consider myself a holistic doctor and most people don't understand what holistic means. People might think holistic, oh, you're taking herbs and doing yoga mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. holistic means number one, looking at the medical model and see where things fit in that, but also looking at everything else, looking at the emotions, looking at the energy, looking at the diet, looking how you live your everyday life and your connection with God and the universe. To yeah. me, that's holistic. So it's also the medical model is a part of that too, definitely. Absolutely. You know, my training, you probably know, um, you know, psychology, psychotherapy, but also meta health, which is kind of a neuropsychology. And so looking at that, you know, the bigger picture of perhaps what you might not find with your general GP, we call them GPs here, and I know you call them physicians in the States. That's right. Is that right? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we need general practitioner too. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And so, you know, what we might have done, perhaps where we might have been brought up, we, we would have said, well, let's just go quickly to the doctor to fix our problem. And I think, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but, you know, we've had a couple of years of incredible awakening. Yeah. And where we've had to go in physically and emotionally. And now we're obviously a bit more out. And we've done that awakening. And we're still obviously going through the ascension and so on. But I think that a lot of people realize then that actually, oh my goodness, actually, maybe the healing is within. Yeah. So, so yeah, carry on. Yeah, there definitely is a parallel with my early story and what the world's going through right now. Because I had to experience this sickness and illness. And then I was shown what it's really about. And I think it's happening with a lot of people in the world now. A lot of people in the world right now are looking more into the basic nutrients that make up their health, how they should be eating and exercising and taking care of themselves mentally and emotionally too. So I, I think this kind of thing we've been through lately in the past couple of years is really teaching a lot of people more about themselves and giving them, empowering them more about what really is health. Mm-hmm. And, and the spiritual as well. Like, you know, yeah. our true mission, you know, the whole reason for being here, what were we here for? You know, that true mission of why we're here. I think that's the key thing. And when people find that and have amazing people like you to work with, but when they find that, they're like, oh, wow, yeah, now my body is starting to show me a different message, Mm -hmm. not the same message that it was showing before because it was like, hey, listen, listen to me. Yeah, we're in the middle of such an awakening. In a way, in so many ways, it's a beautiful thing, even though Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pain and darkness going on. But You know, and, and what you were saying before, adversity could actually lead you to improving yeah. yourself and we can lead you to spirit. And that's my experience yeah. in life. Whenever I came up to adversity, I realized, all right, this is good. I have a choice. I could take the higher road or stay where I am. And mm-hmm. I always learned to take the higher road whenever I had a huge adversity <laughs> in my life. Yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, if you're listening to this and, you know, you may be going through real, we might call it a dark night for soul. Let's call it that for now. But if you're going through this, don't feel like this is all there is. You know, if you're going through a really deep, you know, emotional difficulty or physical difficulty, this is there to show you that there is so much more for you. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted Robert here to talk to you, because then you can understand it from a medical doctor's perspective, but a holistic doctor's perspective. Yeah. So, so carry on. 
Yeah, so I, I got really ill when I first started school and mm -hmm. I started searching out other doctors that were doing these other things. And I started taking these weekend kind of postgraduate courses while I was still mm -hmm. in school and I'm learning amazing things and I'm working on other students and other people around me and they're having miracles happen, but still I wasn't succeeding in changing my health. So I, I saw this one doctor at one of these conferences and all the other doctors at this conference were all lining up to let this doctor work on them and other doctors that were speaking say they learned so-and-so from this doctor. Yeah. So I'm just watching this doctor in amazement. He's working on people and he has them walk across the room after he works. I mean, you see them physically changing, their body moves different, they hold wow. themselves different. So basically I went up to him and asked, you know, can I visit you in your office and see what you do? Because a lot of doctors are like, sure, I'd love to have a student in my office and, you know, mm -hmm. teach him what's going on. And he was yeah. just very much like, no, I don't let students in my office. And I was like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I said, well, hey, I have this, this, this going on, all the symptoms I had, kind of autoimmune disease and fatigue and really bad digestive issues. Like I'd eat, my food would go through me in 20 minutes. Like it, it was just, wow. I couldn't yeah. survive. He goes, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Just come to my office. I'll fix you. Just, just like that. And either I felt this guy has some huge ego or he could really do yeah. it. So yeah. since I've seen all these other doctors kind of listening to every word he had to say, I'm like, well, he must be able to do it. Yeah. So I went up from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. How old were you then? Well, but how I, was, old? I was about 28. Yeah. So that's like your Saturn return. Now, you yeah. know, I'm an astrologer. So that's like your Saturn return. My awakening was 27. So that's like, yeah, wow. Like yeah. that was your moment, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went to this doctor's office. He worked with me for like two hours, found these spiritual issues, these toxicity issues, and just doing all sorts of work to me in every way possible. Wow. I walked out of his office. I literally felt like 30 pounds lighter and everything I was looking at, the colors were so pure and crisp and almost yeah. like, like just luminescent. And I was in Las Vegas, which isn't that pretty, but every little bit of grass I noticed, every plant I noticed, I looked at the sky was just this beautiful blue I've never noticed before. Yeah. And I drove back to Los Angeles. I walked into my apartment. My girlfriend at the time was doing the dishes. She must drop the dishes when she opened them. And I go, what's yeah. wrong? She goes, what do you do to you? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you do to you? She goes, your face is different. Everything's different. You Turn the light person. on. You know, yeah, what my no. guides are saying is the light was turned on uh -huh. in that moment, right? Wow. I can actually feel that. You know, I yeah. can actually feel that moment with you. Yeah. So I still wouldn't take no for an answer to be able to learn from him. So everyone I knew that had these huge health challenges, I'm like, I know this doctor that could fix it. Here, I'll go with you to so you can get work done by him. So if you yeah. went with someone, he'd let you watch as you, they worked on your friend or family member. Okay. So I kept bringing people to him. At one point, he goes, <laughs> Robert, okay, I'll, I'll teach you some stuff. Okay. After a while, he realized he's not getting rid of me. So he took me under his wing for almost 20 years. And Wow. That, I mean, my, what a gift. You know, what a gift. Big mentor. Yeah, my first big yeah. mentor. Yeah. And from there, he, he showed me, pointed me in many other directions, told me, all right, you got to read these books. Like he gave me really like mentor-mentee type of relationship. Yeah. Got to read these books, got to do that, got to learn that, like point to me in all these directions. And from there, I just kept finding more mentors and more mentors and even into the spiritual realms and doing, you know, things like exorcisms all the time, all the way to being able to adjust someone's spine, wow. um, not in person, but on the other side of the world. So I, I really just, I dove in so ferociously into what healing was truly about. 
it was just a beautiful, amazing thing. And spirit just kept guiding my path. Here's your next step. Here's your next step. Here's your next step. Because the light come on. So it's almost like, well, in that awakening moment, that was the doorway, you know, wasn't it? It was one of the doorways to open onto your mission. Yeah. And the doorways have just been coming more and more profound. And whenever I think like, wow, I've experienced so much in life, it's just like, boom, there, there's something even bigger for you. Yeah, same. And I love that. And when, when I talk to my, um, I have a soul family, it's my membership, but it's quite, I call it a soul family. And when I talk to them, I say, you know, this is what happens. Opportunities come in, things come into your life that you never, ever expected. And you get to the place, and I'm sure you'll resonate with this, you get to the place where you have absolutely no attachment to outcome. And there is a really great place to be. And that's when you know, if you're listening to this, you know that spirit are with you, you have your guides with you, and that you are aligning, always, always realigning, aligning to the best path possible for your highest reason for being here. That is, to me, really living your mission. Yeah. And I'm still figuring out what that reason is for me. Because just well, when it's I think changes, I'm, constantly yeah. change. Mm. Yeah, just, just when I think I'm right, I'm I'm at this great place, I'm being pointed in a different direction. And I, I right. love I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. Yeah, it's great. And but the non-attachment to it is great as well, don't you think? Because oh yes, because kind of like, I mean I don't have to way, do that. Yeah, you know? the world yeah. is an ever-changing dynamic thing. And when you can yeah. be an ever-changing dynamic person just everything works beautifully yeah i love that okay carry on carry on tell us more about your story so i've worked my way all the way from like Mm. being this gang member involved in you know things that i could talk about that are just really awful and used to keep me up at night that's part of what pushed me out to become a doctor because no one in my family's ever become a professional i mean I i had no no reference for this i just had to go and do it on my own to Years later, just when I was in Washington, D.C., I just moved out of there about a year ago. I was actually invited to speak at U.S. Secret Service headquarters in D.C. to talk with the agents there about how to reduce stresses, how to eat different, exercise different, how to meditate, like do all that stuff. Personally, working in Secret Service headquarters, like in our high security basement and on closed caption TV to like several hundred of their agents around the world, too. And to me, that's like one of the pinnacles of my career. Just like, wow, like who gets to do that? You know? Yeah. But also how much, you know, that that's an incredible service, isn't it? Because if you can help that collective, let's just say, then that collective then goes out into the world with that bright light on. And, you know, as we know in many organizations and services, there are some that don't have that light on, right? And they do it for other reasons. And with your help, that would have brought them to that place of unity, guys are saying, unity with themselves. So that light within them will be so much brighter to help others, which, you know, I can see that exponentially actually really helping a huge amount of different collectives in the world. So amazing, yeah. So congratulations for aligning to that universal moment, right? To me, I don't have Mm. a choice. To me, it's like, why would I ever go backwards in life? Why would I ever restrict like 
more yeah. growth and spirit and just love, you know, yeah. I mean, Highly. I can never imagine restricting it. That's the most important thing in my life to me is that path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so do you have like, you know, the doctor's office? Do you have like practice? What do you do? How do you help people now? Oh yeah. When I was in DC, I had a doctor's office and but I had to leave there because of everything shutting down and the healthcare mandates and all this stuff. So I just shut oh. down my office. I moved to Miami just last year. And down here is just more doing um, virtual work with people just over Zoom and the internet because, you know, literally I could fix people's aches and pains, but also their emotions and their organ function yeah. and all this other stuff. So through an energetic sense. And yeah. now I'm getting back into, okay, let me go work in an office now and yeah, so I'm looking at that again. I'm just asking, where should I be? What should I be doing? You know, that's a great that's a great question, and it's it's always kind of right when I wrote my book and channeled my book, which is actually out in a couple of months, which is really exciting. I just went, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, like where do you want me? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to tell people? You know, and that that's how we have to live, don't we? Was like yeah. because then it's total trust with the universal flow of source within you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just getting a little bit of a note here from my guides to ask you. So I'll go with that because I always do as I'm told with my guides. So if someone was to, because I think it might help people, if people were to present something to you, let's say they set up a Zoom call with you, and much like this really, and they have a physical I like to call the messages in the body. So a physical message in the body. And that message has been, in technical terms, chronic. It's been there for a long time. How would you work with someone with that? So well, the first thing I do is I want to talk to somebody and ask them about all their challenges they've had through their life. And I want to ask them about their childhood. I want to see kind of what the layers seem like. And as they're talking to me, I get an intuitive sense of where they're at. And then once I get a good intuitive sense of who this person is that I'm talking yeah. to and their energy and where they're at and whatever other messages come to me, I start doing self-muscle testing. So I've been trained and I actually used to be a teacher internationally to teach doctors how to use muscle testing to back up the, what they've learned in their training as doctors. Amazing. Yeah. And, um, so like so, kinesiology. So yeah, yeah, I exactly. use muscle testing as well and teach it. And I think it's really key. Because it's, you know, what our head says is very different to what our energy field says, isn't it? You know, yeah. our mind is caught up in, in the perceptions, whereas mm -hmm. our body and our, our bodies is actually in the truth. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it uses the right brain connection right through your subconscious to access that universal consciousness. So I could yeah. ask anything that's focused on about anybody. If I focus on a person... I could literally just like using muscle testing on my finger, which you know, I've been yeah. doing like 30 years now. Yeah. I even do it if I'm thinking, I do it unconsciously. I'll be walking down the street and testing things and I don't even realize <laughs> it. But um, I could run through lists. I have these lists in the book. I turn the pages and these lists are kind of organized. I could run through thousands and thousands of things within a few seconds to find out exactly what issue is with that person. Yeah. So I'll check out their acupuncture meridians. I'll find out the weakest energy in their body. I'll see what the weakest organ is. I'll find out why that's weak. Is it emotional, nutritional, spiritual? Wow. Yeah. Do they have any dark energies attached to them that we got to remove? That's also interfering. And I'll just say, yes. do you find that a lot? Do you oh, yes. find that a lot? I mean, I, I noticed, you know, I've noticed that in my work as well. But 
I can kind of see it in someone's eyes, actually. And I used to work with veterans with PTSD for a long time. And instantly they'd walk into my practice when I used to have practices. And I'd see and I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> got some, someone with you then, right? And so you can just <laughs> see it. But, <laughs> but I find that when there's been a significant trauma with the person, would you say that? Yeah. So I believe these things are always around people, about 85%. Yeah. But the more traumas you have, it opens you up more so they can get in deeper. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. once they get in deeper and deeper, they'll you'll feel it more. They'll affect you more. They'll they'll they could, you know, stress you out more. They could actually fear. cause yeah, the um, fear levels. They could cause chronic diseases within the body and pain. Pain's a big thing too. Just I don't know. I just woke up with this shoulder pain. Well, what happened a few days around that shoulder pain? Oh, I got into a big fight at work and blah, blah, blah. You know, so yeah. they'll get right yeah. right in there when they find openings that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you totally. And and would you say as well that the higher frequency, the higher is the wrong word, but the finer, lighter frequency that we operate within actually cannot hold that dense energy, i.e. dis-ease and these energies that want to attack or attract to our field. Would you say that? What I believe is, is when we get into those finer energies, Mm. we will most likely realize the issues of how these things get in and we'll solve that in in our life and we'll just push these Mm -hmm. things back out. So I don't think just the energy does. I think think these are literally, in a weird way, training tools from the universe to show you, you got a problem you need to work on spiritually. When you solve Mm. that problem, it'll push this thing out. Mm. Sure. And I, I have to talk in code with this one because of the algorithms with uh, YouTube, sure. et cetera. And you know what I'm going to say. But if you, <laughs> so yeah, I've had my podcast for two and a half years now. And I kind of like to keep it, <laughs> but I'm my YouTube channel <laughs> for many years. But so when you're thinking about the decisions that people have perhaps made about what they put into their body, what's your perception on that? Because I've noticed personally with people that I've worked with that have chosen a particular option to put into their body recently, I'll just say recently, I've noticed quite a lot of density with them. And I also noticed that a lot of dis-ease has been coming to the fore. Would you say, my God, stepping right in, would you say that would be true to you, what you've experienced? In two ways, yes. Me, just intuitively and working with people, I will see how they go downhill after they make a choice like that. But also, yeah. it, it's coming out in the literature. It's literally coming out in the research. But this mm-hmm. research, you will not find oh. it on nightly news. Yeah, you have to really, you have to dig for it. You have to mm-hmm. look to these alternative citizen journalists. <laughs> Listen to these podcasts. But like, I, I keep a file mm-hmm. on on my um, on my cloud of just all these studies I find that are in peer reviewed mm-hmm. journals that show there is a problem here, and no one's yeah. listening to them or looking at it. Yeah, I did a three month research. Uh, incidental, all my research is incidental. I don't mean to do it; it just kind of happens. The first bit was with the veterans noticing that you know, hundred percent of them had early childhood trauma, and I. And the medical model was saying, no, it's actually 30%. I was like, no, not the ones I've worked with. So that was my first bit of research that I kind of did. And then last year, I kept 
experiencing people with these different symptoms. And I said, do you know what? How can I help these people? And because there's only one of me, as there was only one of you, it was a situation to say, well, I can't see all these people all the time. So I created uh, the guides channeled a galactic healing chamber. I have many actually, but this one was for this situation. And so for three months, I had a very small sample. It's not a big sample, but I had a very small sample of people that had had really difficult situations after making that choice. Um, and it was all over the world. So it wasn't like one particular. It was many different, many different choices of particular thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So um, had different names. I'll call it that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so therefore, I tracked with them. I tracked with them after them being in this chamber, in this galactic crystal healing chamber, remotely. It's a remote chamber that was channeled. And within a week, they were all coming back to me saying, I just feel completely different. I feel like I'm connected to something. I feel like I don't do that job anymore. I feel like my body's a lot freer. I was like, okay, this is really cool. And then, but being a scientist and probably like you, I like evidence, right? So then I was, right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. And even people that were not at all spiritual, that were not really, you know, open to it, but were desperate, that came on the research program. At the end of it, they said, wow, I now actually understand who I am. And before I had no idea. So to me, it was like an opportunity. And I do feel it's an opportunity either to pass over, like which maybe a choice, right? A soul's choice. It was my dad's choice, actually, that earlier this year to choose that to pass over. He's come through and told me that, being a medium. <laughs> and then the other ones are like, oh, wow, where am I really supposed to be in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sort of changing relationships, changing workplace, physical body changing, choosing to make decisions holistically from now on. All those things happened in that three-month incredible transformation. So to me, I know that the work you're doing, the work I'm doing, the work lots of people are doing is opening the doors for people to realize that they are their own inner healer, would you say? Yes, so much. There's, you know, lately in the past few years, I worked with people who would never do stuff that I do. They would never come to me, but they're like, Oh, I heard from so-and-so you helped them with this problem. I don't know what you do, but since you helped them, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do this. You have any questions as we're doing it? Just ask me, please. You know, and a lot of people have just really been jumping into this deep end of the pool, say, I'm just going to give this a shot. Yeah, I know. And that just kind of like makes my heart sing. Because for me, my mission is to help people align to their mission of why they're really here. And how that happens is through many different ways, right? And I think that the key thing is that the light that is being flooded into the planet right now is awakening people to the point where they're having to look at it, would you say? They're having to look at their physical body. They're having to look at what they put in it in the sense of their diet, exercise, and really caring for the vehicle that carries their soul. Yeah, there's a, there's a great awakening. That's the best way to really mm. that I see it. It's just a great awakening worldwide. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's really, um, it is creating a separation between people because either you're going for it or you're going to get pushed 
farther away. So maybe you can yeah. notice it and jump back because it can be made more uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Yeah. So friendships. So people are noticing friendships, relationships, oh, yeah. um, you know, all of those dynamics and financially as well. And there's mm-hmm. nothing better than the universe showing you a lack in something for you yeah. to actually wake up and say, wow, actually, I've, something's got to change here. You know, yeah, it's, just, and I think- it's all around empowerment that um, people are really striving for just to be empowered themselves and not rely on government or big business or anything to say, I need to do this myself. Mm-hmm. And um, this is actually the, the second book I'm putting together is about is about finding your right place in life. And I, I use my life path as an example and the tools I've learned through life to figure out where should I be going? What should I be doing and teaching people some of these tools yeah. to dig deeper inside and really feel and see what's going on inside to guide them where they should be, what they should be doing. Yeah. And how can they, Robert, how can they get your first book that's obviously out now? How can they get hold of you? Could oh, you it's, on, it's on Amazon. The first mm-hmm. book is called Heal Profoundly. And that's my website too, healprofoundly.com. And that book is just kind of my memoir of my story. Mm-hmm. Although in the past couple of years, so much more has happened. I'm like, ooh, I got more to write about. But uh, yeah. You have to get the book out though, right? Because I find like, Minds out, minds yes. awaken the light within your heart, which is all my processes and the guides channeling through as well. A bit of my story, but not much. And I could wait, you know, like I could have waited and I could have waited because there's always something else that we want to add, isn't there? But you have to get it out there because yes. there's going to be another one. So your your next one, of, is it in the editing phase or are you channeling it right now? Um, I am. I, I have a, a lot of it completed, but I'm looking, the first one I self-published, this one I'm actually looking for a really good literary agent. So I'm looking for a good book agent. I'm sending out emails, talking to people yeah. with my proposal of this is what I'm putting together. And this is the first book I self-published. It did pretty good for self-publishing. So I'm looking to uh, really step this one up. Yeah. And go through more professional channels about it. So and I don't sure. want to complete the whole book yet. Because I know if I go through a professional publisher, they're going to say, oh, change this and that, this and that. So I just give them a skeleton of what I'm proposing. I'll, um, after we've uh, completed our interview, I'll talk to you a little bit about a couple of ideas. But just um, I happened to win a, a Hay House Writers Competition last year in June, which led me down the road of someone holding my hand which was really really helpful and I ended up with them um, a Babel Press publishing package which is which is really good so it's self-publishing but within the body of Hay House and Babel Press which is really helpful but I've got a few other ideas for you something's coming to me but I'll share it with you afterwards you. so when you think about this book you you write in this book for obviously we always write a book for the collective and what is this one, without obviously giving too much away, but what is this one focusing on for people? Well, this is the second one is about finding the right place in life. Mm. Because lately, if everything's been going on the past couple of years, so many people are pushed out of their jobs or they're hurting for money. So I really believe that everybody with their skills and talents and gifts has a particular place in the world that is very important. And I think a lot of people who shut themselves in a cubicle and while I'm making good money doing IT and I go party three weekends a year and like that's their life, I feel there's so much more where they could have more freedom and joy in life, plus really enjoy what they're doing and making good money too. 
That's I feel amazing. everyone has a special place in life. And if everyone found that what their gifts and talents are and use them for their livelihood, the whole world would be a better place. I can see you speaking about that, actually. <laughs> so I can see, I can just see that speaking about it, holding the book and talking to it. And one, one of the things that, you know, men as well, Robert, you know, like, and there's no judgment with any of these guys if you're listening to <laughs> the podcast, but it seems like the men catching up with the women, and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, but in the sense of the divine feminine, the divine masculine, which we have within us, of course, both sides, I've noticed that the, the men are starting to catch up with the women in the spiritual world. Would you say that you noticed that? Yes. And um, <laughs> working with the divine masculine is actually the skeleton for the third book I put together. Oh, I, see. Yeah. I, I had this download and I literally yeah. went out one night for a little like dinner and I'm on my phone on my note app on my phone, making the outline of the book, just sitting there while I'm at dinner, just made the whole outline for the book. And I'm like, all right, that'll be the third. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely that. Cause, yeah. cause that was, uh, you know, like a seed of uh, a little bit of guidance there. And it was the feeling I got was that, you know, we need amazing men like you that are so in touch with who you truly are on a soul level to actually help other men who are also incredibly amazing but to, to kind of remember that incredible empowerment that we have when we remember who we are. Yeah. And in the past yeah. couple of years, like my last big, like the biggest spiritual experience of my whole life was in the past couple of years with this woman, Sasha Cobra. And she really, really worked to get men in touch with who they really are. She calls it getting people back in touch with being human. She works with women now, but she used to exclusively for years only work with men. And what I experienced from her was something that literally started my whole life in D.C. falling like dominoes to take my next step in life in here in Miami and everything. And yeah, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These amazing teachers come into our life, don't they? Uh, Drop in just at the right time, the right place. Um, We can either choose to go with it or fight against it. Yeah. Yes. So Robert, is there anything last that you would like to share with my audience, you know, just to help them along the way? You know, I think your audience is probably already on the right track. It's like, I, I you know, cause I go on a lot of um, people's shows who are talking about oh, biohacking and more kind of, you know, physical stuff. So talking to people like this is such a great thing for me because this is who I am, you know, exactly. I, mean? like, I, I know all the physical stuff too for health, but to me, it starts from the spiritual and that's what leads to everything else. And what I would say to people for any issue that you have, any uncomfortableness, whether it's physical, emotions, whatever, focus on it and give it attention. Just let it be there, welcome it. And really just, you know, if you need to just sit there and feel it a few minutes every day and just have awareness on it. It might tell you things. It might tell you what it's there. It might just start melting away. So yeah. the most important thing is getting in touch with inside with what's going on. And because any issue with health or emotion in our life, we created that issue and it's up to us to look into it, to get our way back. Absolutely. And, you know, the language that's definitely used over here in the UK when someone has, you know, um, a difficult picture of 
disease, then it's like we've got to fight it. We've got to battle it. We've got to eradicate it. We've got to kill it. And I always say to people that when we change our language around accepting that part of us as love, even though that's hard and people haven't really thought about that before, they've been brought up in a different way. When they start to love those selves and start to love their self, then the body starts to respond to that rather than saying, we've got to kill it and battle it and eradicate it. What we're actually doing then, if you're listening to this, I hope this helps, you're actually putting that energy into yourselves. So you're fighting, you're battling, and you're trying to eradicate something. And if we look at the universe as a reflection, you know, our outside world, we are this incredible light, this incredible frequency. And our inner is a reflection of our outer. And so our physicality is holding our soul. It's holding this. It's a vehicle. It's a jacket, I call it. And so your jacket is always talking to you. Hmm. And when you get to love yourself more and be more present within yourself, the people in your environment will actually treat you different. Exactly. It'll change your world. Yeah. 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 People are kind. I noticed my children, I have a daughter who's nearly 15. Well, she's 14 and a half. And my son is 13, just over. And they, wherever we go, we travel quite a lot. We have quite a lot of freedom. I home at them, so they're not in the system. And uh, they always say, Mom, why is everyone so kind? And I say, because what you're doing is you're actually reflecting that kindness within your heart. And so those people are responding to your kindness. Yeah. And what a great thing to know as a kid you know, like as you grow up and you're, you know, becoming a teenager and going out in the world. I wish I knew that stuff, like consciously. Yeah, yeah. And when I was a child, because I definitely didn't, I would have known it on a soul level, but I definitely didn't know it as a child. Yeah. Same here. Everything, mm-hmm. like I said, with even being professional, but also my spiritual path, my family was not <laughs> spiritual at all. And I had to figure it out step by step. But you know, the universe just kept showing me each way, like go this way, yeah, go that yeah. way. And it's just, it's been, it, it still is an amazing thing. It's, it, it's yeah. joyful every day. Well, Dr. Dr. Robert Ciprian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Spiritual Awakener. I'm sure that there are many people that will find this conversation really helpful. And so thank you so much for being here. I'm really. It's been such an honor. Thank you. Yeah, me too. So if you're listening to this and you've got a spiritual awakening story that you'd like to share with me and my listeners, I'd love to hear it. Find me at susankennard.co.uk. And until the next episode of The Spiritual Awakener, remember, you are loved. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.